From India's largest newsroom, I'm Meenal Baghel and this is the Times of India podcast. Deepavali itself means a, a row of lights. It is a festival of lights. It's not the festival of fireworks. Fireworks itself came to India at a much later stage, you know, through trade from China and other places. Uh, and and a lot of the <clears throat> critics of the ban of firecrackers often say that you're looking at your you're banning firecrackers, but you're not banning these other things that cause air pollution. But that's not really true. India actually spends billions of dollars in trying to make uh, transport fuel cleaner, to to install solar panels, and all of that. So, uh, and, and those are things we cannot do without, you know, we cannot do without moving around. We cannot do without uh, turning on the, uh, you know, switch and having electricity. But you can avoid firecrackers because they're not an integral part of the economy. That was our little pre-Diwali fireworks. We hope you enjoyed it and that that would be the extent of your engagement with them. Deceptively enjoyable, the Fatakas and the Fuljaris have a deadly aftermath, especially in North India, which anyway battles extreme air pollution. In today's podcast, we discuss how fireworks came to India. Is it possible to get greener, more environment-friendly option? And what are the lacks of people, mostly poor, who are associated with the manufacturing of fireworks? With more and more states banning fireworks, what becomes of these people? Firecrackers manufacturing in India dates back to the beginning of uh, 20th century. So uh, one of the main reasons I think Shivakashi and this region called the Virudunagar district now uh, might have been a pioneer because uh, it doesn't have much rain. It's an arid, uh, as you know, it's a, a rain shadow region. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, the dry conditions favored it. It started with matchbox making. Uh, so, you know, the World War, the Second World War, uh, 1939, that was a time when till then, uh, you know, the British were kind of importing fibers for whatever celebrations, festivities they had. Uh, basically, I think from the UK or maybe Europe, from Germany. Uh, but after the World War, uh, this uh, import stopped. So indigenous fireworks uh, got a boost. And Shivakashi, uh, probably because uh, Madras was already with the British and Shivakashi was not too far away, that, that could be the probable reason. And given the climatic conditions, Shivakashi was a good candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this, so uh, from uh, right from uh, 1940s, uh, we have had uh, these companies which got into fireworks making. Some of them, some of them uh, who have been making matchboxes, shifted to fireworks because it was more lucrative. So I think that's the history. And ever since, there was no looking back till probably a couple of decades ago. Uh, Shivakashi has been the leader; it remains the leader when it comes to this industry. You just heard my colleague Arun Ram, resident editor of Times of India, Chennai. And now, my other colleague, Jaya Menon, who is political editor of TOI Chennai and who has frequently reported from the town of Shivakashi, gives us a lay of the land there and why tragedy haunts the bylanes that create the instruments of our celebration. If you actually go uh, uh, into the areas where the factories are located, 
uh, you will find that um, you know uh, the entrances are like any other uh, uh, you know establishment uh, it is when you get inside uh, you find that you know um, it's like a vast space because there are certain stipulations by the uh, authority um, as to how the sheds should be located uh, how many people should be working in a shed uh so uh, you find that uh, you know there's it's very well kept very clean uh, uh these are the very organized licensed factories uh now when you go into sivakasi and you know uh, outside sivakasi rather um where these uh, villages where the cottage industries thrive in fact i am um, told that at least 50% of the industry um is you know uh, uh contributed by the cottage industries that is where the uh, you know the villages um, the families uh, work towards you know are given assignments by the uh, factories uh, not really legal uh, not licensed but uh, the uh, you know they get a better deal out of uh, they may not pay as much as they would have to if you know workers are sitting in sheds and working so um cottage industry is a big business and a lot of accidents happen there too uh, in fact when they uh, finish their consignments uh, they keep it inside the house so they sleep along with these sacks of seeni uh, wadi uh, they call it you know the small crackers there are 1070 licensed fireworks manufacturers in sivakasi with many more unregulated cottage industries several of them operating from people's homes even though the national green tribunal has laid down safety norms adherence to them is poor and deadly accidents a norm says jayamanan every year at least a minimum of 10 to 15 people die in such accidents uh, i'm giving a very minimal kind of a figure i'm trying to be a little uh, you know not exaggerate so october 26th we uh, night we evening we had an accident in which five people were killed now this accident is uh, in a place called uh, kallapuruchi district uh, in, uh, it was it happened because of the uh, storage of uh, fireworks so there was you know something wrong in the way it was stored and uh, five people were killed and you know six people now the toll has gone up so uh, accidents also happen in the places of storage now there are also strict norms as to how you store these uh, you know the kind of sheds that are to be used a kind of you know uh, ventilation and where it should be located so those kind of norms are also there none of them are followed sivakashi and the district it falls under virudhanagar are in the rain shadow region and therefore arid with little by way of agriculture poverty is rife and the fireworks industry pegged at about 6000 to 10000 crore is the mainstay for families the business employs an unusually large number of women and children jaya menon tells arun george uh, last year during the pandemic what happened was um, the uh, mothers uh, took the children along to the uh, a lot of women work in fact uh, they say 45% of the workers are women so uh, when the women go to work they took the children along and um, of course it worked well both ways it was a win win situation for the employers and for the women because uh, the employers gave lower wages for the children and for the women it was additional income and uh, these 
children were not i mean attending online classes obviously because they didn't have the wherewithal not neither the gadgets nor the connectivity uh, to have you know for them to participate in online classes so uh, these children were taken along by the mothers and um, they were actually found working with the women now they were there are uh, raids i mean there are uh, frequent raids and all that but uh, always you know there there's deals are struck on the ground uh, bribes are paid and um, even the i mean the employers if it's cottage industry uh, the villagers pay bribes to the inspectors and uh, the work goes on what is happening the rest of the year and like say where are the men working in that sense uh, that's an interesting thing because uh, as soon as the diwali gets over work begins for the next diwali so all through uh, uh, it is not just diwali there are a lot of temple festivals like uh, vinayaka uh, the vinayaka chaturthi in maharashtra for instance they are uh, huge customers uh, they are big customers for uh, sivakasi so through the year you have temple festivals happening across the country um, so uh, there is never a lull in business so uh, for diva after diwali finishes uh, the work starts for the next diwali for the temples uh, festivals that come all through the other festivals that comes so it's a continuous process there's never a lull with the ngt order on green crackers a ban on fireworks by states like delhi orissa west bengal plus the pandemic of the last two years it has all clobbered the fireworks industry says balaji tk he's part of the family that runs sri balaji fireworks and is also the legal advisor to the indian fireworks manufacturers association he speaks to arun george about the losses the industry has accrued uh, two years ago it was around 3000 crore last year it was completely zero so this year we have to we have to wait and watch we are expecting around uh, 500 to 1000 crores because the production is very less so there there cannot be a huge supply to those states and uh, this year also the consumers and uh, buyers are not willing to willing to come forward to buy the crackers because of fear created by the states and still they have a huge stock left in their godowns and they want to liquidate all the stocks from the 2015 we are facing the court case pressure from all the sectors because of the court case we have lost huge amount of orders production capacity marketing and everything and it has become a big issue for the people who have taken the credits from the bank they couldn't repay it. many banks uh, have uh, liquidated the assets of many manufacturers the one point in that the supreme court case is another big issue that has to be solved second is the state uh, uh, going ahead with the ban even in this in this diwali delhi has gone ahead with ban and odisha has gone ahead the rajasthan is the only state has lifted the ban after it has gone and they have allowed the one allowed only green crackers to to sell in the market that that's a very welcome step and third step we are saying is raw material price hike there is a huge raw material price hike in the market example the paper has paper products like pyrox industry is the major consumer of the paper for the cottons packaging and uh, finishing all the products so the paper has gone up by 55% to 60% now and the aluminum 
powder rates have gone up by 30% in the like potassium nitrate that is the main uh, thing used in the fire cracker crackers in the sound and lifting that fancy crackers that has gone up by another 45% these are the main issues we are facing it the we cannot raise the price in the market and the raw material price has gone huge so these are the challenges we are facing recently the government of rajasthan which had banned fire crackers modified its order to allow for green crackers a concept mooted by the supreme court but what exactly are green crackers how do they work and are they effective in reducing air pollution chennai toire arun ram weizen i think it's an oxymoron the green cracker only that even neeri and other scientific institutions have agreed have even the manufacturers are in agreement that no cracker can be completely green it's like calling like a healthy drink of uh, six packs of whiskey uh, the government and the agencies like neeri uh, have decided have put a cap on the use of uh, certain chemicals and the uh, uh, when when firecrackers are burst the emissions so emissions have to be 30% less is what the last uh, decision was the court uh, is still hearing this case it's going back and forth uh, but there is a general agreement that a green cracker ha- should have an emission of uh, 30% less than the uh, ordinary normal cracker when it comes to decibel levels uh, the decibel levels have been as high as 150 160 even around 200 now it should not cross 125 decibels so these are the broad criteria of a green cracker you know fire cracker is is a is a concentrate of every uh, imaginable pollutant as we know uh, the the biggest pollutants being barium and uh, you know the emissions are sulfur dioxide carbon monoxide you think of any uh, uh, bad thing in the air a fire cracker has it uh, so uh, there is no dispute over uh, the uh, the environment friendliness so to say of any firecracker when you had a crisis uh, in the national capital firewalls also probably uh, became a point of discussion and wherever we could cut on pollution vehicular pollution we could not cut much though there was a shift from diesel engines to petrol and uh, uh, we are still struggling with electronic uh, automobile uh, but i think firecrackers was uh, an easier target uh, that way and rightly so so that that probably was the beginning of a legal tussle Uh, or a movement against firecrackers but i think parallelly there was also a people's uh, uh, movement especially driven by children uh, across the country you know if you uh, look at uh, schools having campaigns against firecrackers this whole uh, 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 fad if i may also to go green without even understanding it but in a, in a in a good way it has resulted in higher awareness balaji tk says that adapting to green crackers is challenging and expensive it requires new formulation but he adds that the industry is trying the green cracker defined as the cracker which emits 25 to 30 percentage of pm 2.5 and pm 2 pm 10 particles less than the conventional crackers are defined as green cracker the it's basically a less polluting cracker eco friendly and environment friendly crackers that's called as a green cracker it doesn't mean that uh, cracker completely stops uh, emitting gases or polluting or something like that it emits less that is actually the pm 2.5 particles and pm 10 particles are more damaging to our lungs and health and to the environment so that we are completely reducing it and 
we are working on other things such as uh, reducing the poisonous gases and everything whatever the emits so the completely we are eliminating all the damages we are damages there were uh, earlier like pm 2.5 and pm 10 part 10 uh, particles so we are completely going for eco friendly crackers the main question raised by the environmentalist and firecrackers is pollution so to the point we can say the firecrackers in the not in the top 20 list of polluting industries in the country and we are celebrating on one day and that's a unite uniting factor we celebrate on diwali it unites all the uh, religion people and we celebrate on new year it unites all the religion people so it's it's even though it's challenging it's not in the top 20 list we have to consider the religious factors associated with the, the happiness it's we have to uh, combine everything along with that then only we can say like that we cannot uh, uh, completely accept the environment and the band of fireworks and these things and all like it's an religious factors even the car is polluting more the pm 2.5 and pm 10 particles emitted by the car is much more than anything if you uh, look at the sources of air pollution in any given year or any given season for that matter you will see that the largest sources of outdoor air pollution ambient air pollution are road vehicles industries power generation dust you know from construction sites and roads and so on additionally there are you know other factors such as open waste burning or diesel generator sets or in the case of northern india there's stubble burning as well right but if you look at uh, uh, you know air pollution uh, on the specific days where air, uh, firecrackers are used on those days and the days surrounding it the days following it firecrackers are definitely one of the biggest and most dangerous sources of air pollution or causes of health ailments in that period of time so at those very high level of concentration air pollution from firecrackers is way more dangerous than any other source of air pollution on those specific days last year my parents got covid just around diwali it was you know a coincidence that happened at that point of time and my dad's uh, uh, oxygen levels in particular started dipping luckily there was a firecracker ban so there were very few firecrackers actually went off but i was imagining if that time if it was as bad as it had been in the previous years where you know the smoke just kind of gets stuck in the air and there's no way for it to leave and there's no way for you to escape it either what would have happened if if uh, you know it was that bad last year that's siddharth singh author of the great smog of india a definitive account of india's troubles with air pollution he tells arun george how a ban on fireworks can help clean up indian skies firstly bans on sales cannot be effective the way that they are being done currently right these bans are often announced just a few days before diwali or a few days before the any given day when you are going to be using it and that causes obviously financial harm to manufacturers as well as sellers retailers it becomes very hard to implement something when the goods the you know the stock of firecrackers is already in the marketplace so it it's very easy for it to leak out from there and find its way into people's homes you know secondly if they are banned in one location for example one city but not in the neighbor neighboring cities or neighboring states then of course you know there's no restriction for people to travel and and you will find uh, firecrackers being used from beyond that i think a far more effective approach uh, would be to combine a a, a more 
I guess, national regional ban with alternatives so that people still feel involved on those particular days. You know, uh, there are um, in other parts of the world, for example, you have uh, community fireworks, right? So instead of everyone buying and, you know, therefore lighting firecrackers, perhaps uh, at, at a so social level, at, at the level of neighborhoods or villages or even cities, there can be specific locations where people can congregate and, uh, you know, there can be certain types of firecrackers used that are perhaps less damaging. Secondly, you know, in, in China and other parts of the world, they, they've now started using drones. So, so imagine a night sky of drone displays where there are, you know, grand and majestic sights to be seen. I, I assume that such kind of alternatives would keep people engaged and, and therefore providing an alternative along with the ban would be something that would be far more effective. Bad air quality impacts all of us. It impacts, you know, even the, per in fact, it impacts the person who's lighting the firecracker more than anyone else. So I'm sure there would be understanding only if we were to have a dialogue as opposed to, you know, uh, to, to extremely unplanned and disruptive changes at the last minute. But the transition to a firecracker-free country is not coming anytime soon, and it is fraught with environment on the one side and livelihood of hundreds and thousands of people on the other, says Arun Ram. Political parties have to take a populist, if not a populist, uh, uh, a sympathetic attitude towards uh, firecrack makers. So if you see uh, Tamil Nadu Chief Minister M.K. Stalin had appealed to those states and chief ministers who had banned even green crackers. Uh, and Rajasthan was the first one to oblige. So this, this is the political aspect of it. So, But the problem remains that for many decades, we have not been updating our fireworks industry to be less polluting or rather more technology-oriented. To give you a classic example, slightly uh, straying from the main topic, it is also about the accidents if you look at it. Even yesterday, we had a big accident in uh, Tamil Nadu, which claimed six, uh, day before yesterday, uh, six people, six mm -hmm. lives. Uh, so this was not in a factory, of course, this was uh, in, a, in a place where it was stopped. But the number of accidents, if you look at it, has gone up after probably 2000. This is a, the reason I feel is because that was a time when Indian firecrack makers, fire, firework makers, especially Shivarashi, tried to shift uh, from their uh, conventional, traditional uh, uh, methods uh, to adopt a kind of Chinese fireworks. You know, Chinese are the masters of uh, pyrotechnics. Uh, so uh, that was also the time when there was a shift from uh, more sound to more color. But the problem was they brought in a new sulfur-based, uh, uh, new barium-based, uh, barium is the, uh, the best of colors, uh, chemicals. But our industry, most of it was most of it was a cottage industry, did not know how to deal with them. You know, we had this own way of grinding certain chemicals which led to accidents. So this is uh, this is a, a hallmark of Shivakashi, that how, when the demand went up, when the profits went up, when the number of people dependent on this industry went up, we did not catch up with technology and make things uh, safer and less polluting. And now I think there is no point of return, and we'll have to probably completely shift and rehabilitate this population to a new industry or something else. We'll have to think probably out of the box because agriculture in the conventional way is not possible in such a rain shadow region. And in the coming days, in the coming decades, I'm sure that fireworks would altogether uh, disappear, as we have seen in uh, some of the Far East countries and even China. Uh, there, there, there are fireworks now happening without uh, even one explosion. 
that is a virtual firebox. It would light up your sky. It would give you the effect of the light, sound, everything without smoke, without emissions. So when everything is going virtual, why should we uh, invest more on something which is endangering lives? Today's episode is produced by Arun George and Sunai Marathi. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We are available on TUI Plus, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, reach us at tuipodcasts at timesinternet.in.